Hey there, I'm Susan. And I'm Jessica. Welcome to the Eavesdrop on Us podcast, where we have real conversations about what it's like to be in business these days. Pull up a chair and welcome to the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Eavesdrop on Us podcast. I'm Jessica. I'm Susan. And today we are going to bring a topic to the table, a very, I think, timely, seeing as we're at the end of June, getting into the thick of summer. We're going to talk about this concept of downtime. And now hear me out. I know it's funny when you get these like seasonal kind of like trendy topics. And it's like, oh my God, I'm so tired of hearing about this. Like everyone is saying the same thing. So I want to dig into, and I think this would be fun for us, Susan, to talk about this concept of downtime, but here's the asterisk. (laughs) We're not going to talk about like downtime is getting massages and downtime is like getting a facial or a pedicure. Like I, I think we all know we need to be taking downtime. So I think it'd be a fun conversation for us to talk about, like, what does downtime really look like and why are more of us as entrepreneurs taking it? What do you think? I so want to come out of the gate swinging on that one. I would challenge the whole notion that you just suggested here. Oh, shocking. I know. (laughs) Right. So, you know, this whole notion that we know, and I'm going to come in with a grenade flying right overhead and saying, I call BS. No, you don't. Because if you knew, you wouldn't be doing it. Well, knew what? What what are you saying people don't know? And so I've taken time. Oh, I know. I know downtime is really good for me and my business and my family. And we hear that often, right? Mm -hmm. And oh, I know. I know. And it's like, well, if you knew, you would be doing it because you would appreciate the actual outcomes of that downtime and how they benefit your interpersonal, personal, professional, and performance in your business. I mean, the improved outcomes are measurable. This isn't hyperbole. This is, oh, be nice. When people hear the concept of downtime, do you think that they think it's one thing and therefore like, it's like, oh, downtime is going to get a pedicure and I don't have time for that. Like, what do you, what do you think people perceive downtime is then? Yeah, downtime in that scenario, I already can see it. You're in the pedicure, manicure chair with your phone, your tablet, or your Apple Watch on. It has to be radically down different time. Not halfway, but all the way, at least in my world. So when myself or my clients, I would truly say unplug, go radical on it. Grab all the possible potential benefits and make them real, make them measurable. And more importantly, really be hyper aware of when you come back from it and have that be the statement of what you know, not what you think you know, or you're able to recall because everybody's talking about it and everybody's, you know, repeating you to each other. Oh yeah, I'm taking down time. Oh yeah, I'm going. Well, you know, how many people have we seen on boats with their stupid laptops? Or <laughs> I feel like you're talking to me. It's like I go on a trip and it's like, why is your laptop with you? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. And didn't I do a happy dance when you were in Mexico and you're like, oh, oh my gosh, that 
was like my worst. Okay. So years ago I had a nightmare that I went on an international trip. This is not actual real, but I went on an international trip and it was like an eight hour flight. And I dreamt that I forgot my laptop and I was like, I'm not going to get any work done. And then when I went to Mexico, so I went to Mexico because my husband earned this sales award. So his company flew us down there and I was like, great, I can't really take time off because I've got other stuff going on. It was a last minute kind of trip because he quickly won the award. We get down there and for whatever reason, my adapter doesn't work. My plug does not work. Like nothing I bring with me works to charge my computer. And my computer is such that my battery, like within two hours of doing work, it's like, it's dead. So I'm like, I go to the front desk and I'm like, um, do you by any chance have an Apple charger? And they look at me, they're like, just a charger? They're like, no. (laughs) So the thing my desperate behavior, this is what I'm speaking to is that a lot, look, you're no different than the rest of us crazies. That 1% who started their own business from the ground up or lucky enough, you inherited it. One or the other. And, you know, it's go, 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 especially for us Americans, my European clients and listeners, you, you folks are a little more chilled on this stuff. We Americans, we're bad. Woof, child, we are. Well, I was going to say, you know, I think I'm such a perfect example. You know, why the hell not? I'll just be totally honest. Like I, it is so hard for me to like take yeah. actual time off. But that's, you're making my point to me is that, How many times have we talked with our clients? Now, look, unlike that other person on the podcast here, dear listener, I actually do leave my electronics behind and I'll leave it in the car. I put the phone in the trunk. I'll close the door to the office and I don't come back to it till Monday. You know, if you need to get a hold of me, if there's an earthly emergency, trust me, short of smoke signals, you're going to find a way to get a hold of me. So everything else is relative, right? But it's important for us to really have that quality time away from, and I mean all in, not halfway. It's kind of like this idea that multitasking, you can go multitasking. And Well, I'll be the first one to tell you that does not work. It does not. Hey, if you're enjoying the show, make sure you subscribe so that you can stay up to date with all of our amazing episodes that we're going to release. And hopefully this has you thinking about things twice. Come over, have a conversation with us. We'd love to have a conversation with you to take that next step. But not with us, we're certainly gonna put you in the right direction. Make sure you go over to IWantToCollaborate.com. Back to the show. When we first started this business, Jess, we were like, all, 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 one more, no, actually three more, all, all, all in. And honey, we were, we were going, what? 24-7, 365. And three years in, we felt it. I mean, child, we felt it. Well, and I think what's interesting is that there's like two things that I think we can talk about as it relates to taking time off. It's even like the, I don't know if permission is the right word, but it's like the, I'm planning to take time off and take actual time off and unplug. And maybe that looks different for different people. And then there's like the seeing the benefits on the other side. So I think even just the beginning stage of like, okay, 
Okay. Can to I take time off? Yeah. I think there's another call on. What? There's whole worthiness. Or well, for- see, that's what I was, that's what I was going to get into. Yes. I feel like there's, as with anything, it's like, okay, so conceptually take time off, just have downtime. Well, that sounds on the surface so straightforward and so simple. And yet it's so layered because you just, you, you nailed it. It's like, okay, so there's the financial component, right? So some people are in financial situations that, you know, is such that they cannot, there's cultural, right? Mm -hmm. So American society, broadly Mm -hmm. speaking, and then there's like the subcultures underneath that umbrella. And then there's even like, how women and how women, for example, perceive like, you know, the, have I earned this, the worthiness around it? Maybe that's not restricted to gender, but I'm using that as an example because I was just speaking from my perspective, but yeah, let's dig into that whole worthiness thing. The worthiness is deep, right? Because, well, I I think we need to bring in uh, belief systems and such because those individuals that I've worked with in the past 27 years in one form or another with small business, when there's a social or religious demand upon them, they'll comply and they'll walk away from the business. For example, on a Sunday or Friday Shabbat, those are two readily quick examples on the religious component. But there's also the social thing of where, oh, I haven't worked hard enough and I can't do it. I'm going to miss out. You know, there's the, you know, the FOMO, right? The fear of missing out. I'm going to miss out on an opportunity. I can't do that. I'm not. I, I asked the family to give me a chance to start this and I want to be worthy of that trust and investment and me being able to do this. And if I don't work 24, 7, 365, then I'm going to blow it. And it's quite frankly, everything the opposite of that. You know, the 24, 7, 365, just like multitasking doesn't work. So to that point, you asked a really good question. What, what does that look like? On its surface, it's like, well, just take yeah. time off. And I think we were just unpacking. It's like, yes, but there's all the feelings around the concept of taking time off. And I think for a lot of people, taking time off means there's quiet space and time and I'm left to my own thoughts. And there are certain things that maybe like I'm speaking somewhat like of a personal experience here, but I think a lot of people probably do this. It's the filling of time, the maintaining of busyness, not busyness, not that's not leading anywhere, but like the the doing of things, because I think it's like, well, if I take time off, there's the guilt, there's the FOMO, there's the stuff I've been avoiding, not thinking of. <laughs> like there's a lot of, I, I saw it somewhere. I forget who posted this. It's not. What you're doing here though, Jess, is you're actually showing what a lot of folks do in small businesses. We yeah. go into a negotiation with the self. You're negotiating, right? If I take time off, I won't feel guilty. If I take time off, I'll be worthy. I'm worthy of this time. So dang it, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Or- yeah, it's it's almost like this is something where I've had to put a significant amount of time and effort in to earn as opposed to it being something that is like, well, of course, this is part of the process rather than the reward. I think it's the reward yeah. scenario mm-hmm. that's really a challenge for, for many entrepreneurs. Well, I think it, because it's a quid pro quo. If I do this, I'll get that. If I work my back end off, of earned time off, that can work for W-2, but that will never, ever, 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 ever work one more ever 
for a business owner, solopreneur, entrepreneur, it just doesn't work. So how then should we be approaching it as opposed to the equation of like, okay, I put X amount of effort and time in and therefore the reward is time off. How should we then be approaching this concept of downtime and time off? Well, if you had to frame it in a negotiating, if I take time off, I'm providing creativity and opportunity for my business following that framework. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. So as as opposed to it being like, that is something off to the side that will never do anything for my business. It is not going to do anything for me. You're saying it's part of and baked in. Yeah, you can't help but come back revived, creative, hungry to get back to it, inspired, rested. You know, so when the employee asks you the 10,000th question for the day, you don't pop like a firework. You know, you, you just go with the role, right? It doesn't bother you because you're revived. You feel better. You you want to be there. You're not required to be there. That's the fruit you get to really harvest as a result of taking that downtime. It's interesting. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can find this. There was someone shared this with me. It was like a breakdown of how super creative people in our culture, how much time they spend doing creative things. Now, I'm not equating creative time to to downtime, but it was really cool to see a breakdown of how they ended up spending their days. But in essence, what you saw was these were individuals, I'm talking like Mozart, Maya Angelou, like really great contributors and thinkers. Like they were not working, 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 working all the time. It was... You you just can't. Look, the really hyper creative can. I don't ever say... I think we're speaking in general terms here, folks. Of course. Yeah, of course. Um, So I don't want to say, no, you can't. You know, that doesn't mean no, not ever. But on general, I think we're both in agreement here with the, the realization. If I ran a car engine at full bore on the... You were just in Munich on the, what do you call it? Oh, the Autobahn. The Autobahn. Okay. I'm in a fast car and I'm going as fast as humanly possible within reasonable bounds. Um, and um, no, it's the Autobahn. You're supposed to go as fast as you possibly can in those areas. <laughs> they, they demand that of you, by the way. But here's the thing. I didn't manage the oil. I didn't manage enough fuel in the tank. So what am I going to do? I'm going to blow that engine and really feel like a complete knucklehead as a result, right? Because it was just a simple gas station stop and a quick check of the oil but in, or the coolant. Either way, we're the equivalent of that. If we're not designed, quite frankly, evolutionarily speaking, we have not evolved with this current lifestyle that we enjoy in our human evolution. We're just not. Um, we're not designed to go 24-7, 365. Somewhere. I think we know that. That's what I'm saying at the top yeah. of it. I'm like, I think we we appreciate that. And it's like, you, you scroll Instagram and you see, I see this all the time yeah. where it's like, you know how you have to charge your computer battery? Like you are like, like I see that stuff all the time. And that's why I... I what the downtime is not celebrated. Okay. Okay. So let's take it to that. So when I suggested just a moment ago, yeah, but we know the outcomes of the downtime. You come back creative. How many times have you and I taken a wonderful 
break and we come back with three different programs and a new speech or a sales presentation. Mm-hmm. And we're stoked. I mean, it's just like we just reached a whole new level, right? Creatively, monetarily, individually, collectively. I mean, how many, the supposition here is everybody should take down time. We all know we should take down time. We all I'd certainly say, yes, we should do that. But are we? And mm-hmm. I would say, no, we're not. And we're not even experts at it. We know it because, quote unquote, because we hear it as conversation points. Yeah, you're going to take some downtime, so on and so forth. Or it makes like a cute, like, quote, like yeah. a social media quote, yeah. you know, it's like, that's what I'm saying. It's a way to get me pissed off. Do that. But what I'm talking here about is, yeah, but it's not just, quote unquote, feelings. These are actual measurable outcomes when you have down quality downtime. And I'm talking unplug, go somewhere, go for a walk on the beach, go for a walk with your loved one, go for a walk with an animal, your pet. So maybe it's like, it's like partially first trying to get more concrete with like, what does downtime look like for you? And I think that's going to be very subjective and look different for everyone. Like my default is all or nothing. So for me, instead of being like, okay, so I'm going to take that full week off. I'm like, ah, I can't like, that's, (laughs) that's right now is not, it's like too big for me. So instead it's like, okay, how could I bake that in on a daily basis? Yeah. I'm a huge believer in steady Eddie steps. So yes. If you're going to do this, try on Saturday, shutting your phone off and hiding it and you can go get it someday or put it away Friday night. Once you leave the office, that's how I became totally agnostic to my cell phone. It was measurable baby steps. And I think, you know, we're behavior modifying here, right? And we could go down a real deep analytical rabbit hole here but we shan't. Question is really, how do I create many shifts that are really not threatening? Really, I can welcome it. That is a quick one. If you want to take a bigger bite out of it, it's really, okay, what habit drives you batty? Well, for some, it's I've worked for six months and I haven't had a day off. Well, nobody likes a martyr, by the way, P.S., Just if you know you're saying that, stop it. Nobody likes a martyr. So in that moment, I would say to the person that said that, I wonder if you could have had two real nice days off in those three-month blocks, you know? So it really is individualistic. It's, do you want to take on mini steps or big steps? That is the binary component to that. I usually ask that. Are you ready to take a small step or a big step into doing this. I have found, dear listener, the small steps work best. Those are the ones that really stick. They're not threatening. They're not overwhelming. The benefits of it are quickly realized. And here's how I usually help folks with that jazz is we'll commit to, you know, just unplug for a day. I mean, no electronics for one day over the weekend. And then, you know, when I connect back up with our clients, I'll just ask them, okay, what was the experience you had when you came back to your tablet, your laptop, your desktop, anything? What was the experience like? And it really is telling. 
It's like seeing things in black and white and going out all color. You know, it's really that stark of a, again, broad strokes here, but for the most part, that's a truism. The folks that have come back and said, you know, I want to do radical. Well, that's usually where we build in at least a five days break during any given quarter. What we'll do is we'll do a Monday and a Friday. So to get them accustomed to that, because the go-go go-getters, they're going to feel their nervous system go into overdrive. And that energy is really genuinely overwhelming and it's unsettling, quite honestly. Well, and I, I think what you're pointing to, which is so, you know, if we take it a step beyond just this concept of downtime, you know, so much of what we do with our clients and so much of how we approach business ownership is having self-awareness and awareness of like, okay, so what is it that you do want to do? Awareness of how you tackle challenging things and new things. What I'm trying to get, again, again, I'm speaking generally here. So like for me, because I'm an all or nothing person, you'd be like, okay, so let's not go for the, like, let's take five full days off. Let's try like baby steps, right? So, and I think some people, you know, you have to judge it and have awareness of your personality and how you approach new things and how you try new things that are really going to challenge you. Yeah, I live for the sum is better than none. I'm borderline pragmatic, but I can be very spur of the moment. I am a genuine quick start. If anybody understands Colby, I am a quick start to the extreme. So, you know, I do like to shift things up and change things up. But for those clients that are not wired that way, that's really jarring. That's overwhelming and hard. So to your point, you have to make it your path, but understand if they don't know it. And that's the thing I really want to impress upon everyone listening is that when you hear a lot of folks collectively say, oh, I know, I know, I know, just simply ask, how do you know that you know? What informs that conviction in that statement? How do you know that you know? And when I've positioned that to folks, it really makes them pause, thankfully. And they they go into, well, wait a second, how do I know that I know? And that's that's what we're challenging here, I think. Just mean you just... Yeah. Well, I think it's such a nice thing to say, right? In yeah. downtime, that's an example. This is just an example of it. Like, yeah. there's so many of these, like, kind of things that, like, we know as entrepreneurs, we know we need to take time off. We know we need to take downtime. But yeah. I think it's been it's been fun to sort of dig into the, like... This, sure. I mean, it's always the question I love. It's like, okay, so why aren't we, though? What's, <laughs> what's Why are we doing it if we know we are supposed to... I do because in our business, just for the you know, dear listener, we meet with clients for the first three weeks of the month. And what do we do in the last week? Well, we're still working. We're just not on very much Zoom calls. But we're permitting and welcoming creativity. We're shifting those behaviors, right? So the demand on us is not necessarily client delivering services directly to our, you know, good clients. What it is is we're actually going into creative mode as you, how can we do this better? Where will we, that's all creative energy. That's a big shift. Well, and I think it's, I think really what you're getting at here is like the way that we have interpreted taking downtime and how we approach it is seeing it not as a separate from, but as a, this is a part of how we should structure our time on a monthly kind of weekly basis. So I'm curious, that's like how, what it looks like in the business, but like, how do you foster downtime, which then in turn 
nurtures creativity? What's that look like for you? To me, I do something radically different. Well, I've said it a thousand times so far in our conversation here today about unplugging, right? So for me, it's definitely putting down the cell phone, but there's also, you know, homemaking. I love cooking and not so much baking because I'm such a quick start. I love a little dash of that and then a little pinch of this. Baking requires, it's a science, right? So I'm challenging myself, which is occupying my brain into a different activity, challenging myself to bake a little bit more, have fun with it. Something that I railed against before because I do love cooking, but I've also had fun discovering baking from scratch. So you're thinking about something different. Totally. And it's funny you say that because I think I have similar activities, but something recently that I've appreciated in a way that I didn't before was going out with people and hanging out with people who are not entrepreneurs themselves. (laughs) Because we can't talk shop. We can't go into like, you know, into talking about business. It's like some of my friends have like, I feel like they don't even know what I really do, but it's nice to have conversations. Delicious. I am just delightfully fun because dad and I have had that experience with our friends in show business. We're not in show business, but we love them. And, you know, when we get together with them, we don't talk about, hey, how did that go producing X, Y, and Z? We literally, it, we could care less. We wanted to know, hey, how was your summer? How was your break? Right. So you're having conversations about things that are not. So it, it, I think it interrupts that loop of feeling like it's all you're thinking about and all you're doing. And then naturally with any of those activities, whether it's baking, cooking, or just being around people who aren't doing what you're doing. What about your gardening? I think that is a huge dive. Oh, I was just giving a different example of like, okay, so, you know, I think gardening is, it's one of those where I don't know anything about anything. And like, (laughs) you just, it's like popping a plant in the soil, but there's so much more to creating like soil that nurtures life. So it's challenging in that way. And then it just gives you a different sense of like, okay, I'm adding this into my routine thoughtfully. When we think of, we go back to the intention and sort of wrap up, it's like, I think people perceive downtime as like, I've got to take like two weeks off and I've got to go do this crazy, crazy ass trip. It's like, well, actually, no. And I think we were just touching on it. I think we see just tangibly the little moments where we do take downtime, how it's benefiting us. I I think what we're uncovering here too, Jess, in our conversation is that Downtime is not sitting on a lounge chair next to the pool, sweating and reading a book and getting a good suntan or burning, right? It's just downtime away from what you do day to day. And that to me, it makes for an interesting person. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know? I love that. I think that's a great place to end it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fleshing that out. I know. It's it's like I if I see one more person on Facebook say we should take downtime, I'm like, okay, there's so much more. I'm, I'm glad we unpacked that today. It felt good. <laughs> it was necessary and fun. So thank you, dear listener. Catch us next time. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, remember to hit subscribe and to stay updated, head over to IWantToCollaborate.com. I'm Jessica. And I'm Susan. See you next time.